Hi, I'm Corinne. Hi, I'm Laura. Welcome to Girls Across the Grid. Girls Across the Grid. Girls Across the Grid. We are joined by some friends, some special guests, as we talk all things motorsports. It's my favourite girl and grid-based podcast. I've long said it. Are you ready? Let's go. So guys, welcome back. Another episode. It's been a little bit of a long time. I'm so inconsistent with this and I apologise. But if you're listening, thank you for coming back because we love that for you and we love that for us as well. Anyway, this week there's me, Corinne. I have got Laura and Becca with us and we have got a special guest with us this week. One of the girls who is with us at Silverstone. So we welcome Bex to the podcast. Hello. Hello. All right, gang. Welcome. You're not prepared for the chaos that unravels on this podcast. Well, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast before, you will know what sort of chaos unravels. Um, Danny DeVito, Fernando Alonso, that type of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, Bex, tell us. Welcome, for a start. Um, Bex looks after our GATG South group. But yeah, tell us a little bit about you, your favourite team, your favourite driver, all of, you know, the standard stuff. Yeah, so I'm Bex, originally from the North, but yeah, as Corinne said, look after the South group. Um, my favourite team is Red Bull. It started with a love affair with Sebastian Vettel and it's just expanded to Danny Rick and it's uh, landed on Max Verstappen. So, yeah, big Max fan, um, which was um, actually quite fun at Silverstone. I think I was apprehensive about it, but if you were at Silverstone, you'd have seen me wandering around with a flag the size of a bedsheet with uh, Max Verstappen on the back. Uh, but yeah, just a bit about me. Your flag was pretty intense, so I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. I went all out. It was, I was like I a, it. I was a Max Verstappen billboard at Silverstone. Yeah, he spotted you in that crowd miles off. Not in a track, but he spotted No, he you. sprinted. <laughs> he sprinted it in a track. He wanted nothing to do with anyone. Like my picture, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, welcome to the podcast. Laura, Becca, everyone knows Laura and Becca by now. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Let's get into our Silverstone recap. So all of us was at Silverstone last weekend, which was the weekend of the 5th is the day that we arrived. And then we came home on the 10th because we was there for like five nights. So we all went, we all camped together, um, but we did have different seats. So overall, like how was the weekend for you guys? How did you find it? Are you recovered yet? No, <laughs> I still Not feel a... really tired. Yeah, I need more sleep. I feel sad that it's over. I still haven't been able to watch it back. Like I want to watch it because obviously when you're there, you only see bits of the race. But I haven't been able to bring myself to watch it because I'm just like, I know it's going to make me sad. I not agree. Anymore. Like, I've got really bad FOMO. I was watching, like, Ted's Notebook and I managed that. But then to watch the actual race back, I just couldn't do it because I knew it was going to just give me FOMO already. Do you know what? No, honestly, I'm literally the same. I have not watched Ted's Notebook. I think I caught, like, the last 10, 15 minutes of the F1 show when I turned my telly on when I literally got home Monday. And I was like, I'm not ready. Like, I can't do this yet. But despite from our our sadness and our post-Silverstone depression, which is a real thing, thank you very much, the weekend was amazing. That's how we have all got post-Silver depression. I mean, if the weekend wasn't amazing, we wouldn't all be sat here wanting to burst into tears but also going to sleep for the, the next week. It was amazing. It was. Um, I think having loads of girls to meet absolutely made yeah. it. Like, I don't well, I've probably definitely mentioned it before, but I went last year um, <laughs> by myself. That was really fun, like, just seeing Silverstone and stuff and just having a bit of a wonder by myself. But experiencing it with girls, I mean, we camped with, there was about 14 of us, I think, and we met up with a few wandering around as well. It was just so fun. And it really it made the weekend, I think. Yeah, no, 100% agree. I think GATG... Girls Across the Grid definitely, like, enhanced the weekend for me. 
uh, if it wasn't for the group, I would have been on my own, probably. I mean, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for the group. Because, I mean, kudos to you, Laura. I never would have gone on my own. <laughs> GATG definitely, like, made the weekend better for me. And even, like, we all come together. We was a group of 14. But even if there was, like, you know, people in the group that you thought, I don't want to hang with you today... Or if there was people and you were like, no, like I'm done with the 13 of them. I've already spent three nights camping in the field with them. I want to go and see someone that actually smells nice and doesn't smell like a field. Uh, There was like 250 other girls there. Like, it was amazing. I mean, we didn't get sick of each other though, but if we had have done, we would have had options. There was someone for like everything as well. Like there were people at the concert, people sat by the track all day people that stayed at camp like I think having quite a few of you allows you to kind of go between all of that but also like especially Corinne the amount of people that came up to you and it was like you were a local celeb I love that like people were like oh my god like you run girls across the grid I love you and it was honestly we I think we can all say that we felt the love this weekend um and yeah, it just enhanced the experience. Do you know what the weirdest thing for me was? Me and Laura was having a chat with Greg James, bestie, and someone took a picture of me and Laura when we was talking to him from behind. Oh uh, yeah, in the group chat, was someone was quite weird. Oh, you've really got Greg James engaged. I'm like, why didn't you come and say hello? Like, <laughs> but I mean, me and Greg James having a chat, like you know, we're best friends from day and all of that. What was the best part of the weekend for you all? Probably that. <laughs> Speaking to Greg, <laughs> well, not mean any of the drivers, but like, you know. I was going to say, Greg talked <laughs> No, I was really excited to meet the drivers, but I genuinely was like, I think it was because it was unexpected. There was yeah. a quadrant meet at the same time as when me and Corinne were waiting for Greg James, and I was going to go to the quadrant meet. But um, after a while, me and Corinne went to go and see them record their podcast, Fast and Curious. And we were like, oh, let's go around the side and see if they come out. And luckily, we did see them, and it was great. Yeah, but it was literally, like, so random. To be fair, like, I, I think it was good because the drivers, like, you know they're there. Like, you don't expect to meet them. We'll get yeah. on to that in a bit. But Greg James was just so random. And it was like there was barely anyone. Yeah, and I think, yeah, we weren't expecting to meet him either. We were like, oh, we'll go and see them record their podcast because, like, me and Corinne are quite good fans of, of Greg James. Like, I listen to Radio 1, like, all the time. So we are yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's go and see him. And it just wasn't expected. So I think that's why it made it better. And I think as well, like, they was Greg, Betty, and Christian. They were so lovely. And producer Jimmy, of course. Oh so lovely. Like, they had all the time in the world to stand there and talk to us. Like, it didn't feel rushed. Nothing like that. Like, we genuinely did just stand there and chat. Yeah. And that's why it was nice. That obviously, we'll get on to meeting the drivers in a bit. Loved meeting the drivers. But it felt like Greg James, Betty, and Christian... Uh, well, I don't want to call him Greg James, but the others just with their first names. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like they had all the time for you, and I loved that. Yeah. Um, we almost we almost did miss them, but I was saying to Laura, like, obviously Laura was thinking of going to the quadrant meet. We'd been stood waiting for, like, probably a good half hour, 45 minutes, and we'd started to think to ourselves, like, do we just go, you know, F2 was coming on, should we just go? And then we bumped into um, my some of my friends that I know, like outside of GATG, Chloe and Connor. And we bumped into them, started having a chat, and then that's when Greg James came out. So I owe a part of this to Chloe and Connor, and I owe a part of this to Laura for not letting me give up. And then we went and bought fudge afterwards, which was another good highlight, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was good fudge. 
Yeah. But that was that was us meeting Greg James and Christian Hugo and Betty Glover from the Fast and Curious podcast and producer Jimmy. Uh, we loved that. But yeah, favourite part of the weekend. Laura, yours was meeting Greg James. Fabulous. What was your favourite part of the weekend? Um, I've got two. So my first one was Jack Jones. I think that was my favourite like musical act. I think by Tom Grennan, I was shattered. Like I didn't go into the actual crowd. I listened from afar. But Jack Jones, like, had just arrived on the Friday night. I was living off just pure like vibes at that point because I was shattered. But he was so good. He got the crowd going. The atmosphere was just so good in there. Um, but also, I really enjoyed the F2 race. Um, so, like, aside from the F1, I thought that was really good. And I thought where we sat for, like, as in the view of that race was really good as well. And, yeah, just, like, even Cammy's uh, Cammy's a mod for um, GATG. Her interaction with Ocon throughout the weekend gave me life, like, how he saw her flag and then spoke to her in French. And then during the driver's parade, he, like, pointed towards it. I was, like, just seeing those moments for the people was, like, a really lovely thing as well. Bex, what about your favourite part of the weekend? I, yeah, I have a couple as well. I think I um, so I had a grandstand ticket, so I got to like move around a little bit. So on Saturday, I watched Quali from Club Corner, and it was it was amazing. Like the atmosphere was insane. Like the view was good, and I think uh, the vibe at Club is just amazing. So when Lando got his P two, people were like jumping around, screaming. It was yeah, it was brilliant. Um, and then I was gonna say, but I think we're gonna go on to it in a minute. Like. I know there wasn't much racing, well, there wasn't any racing on the Thursday, but our Thursday afternoon slash evening was just crazy to me, like our inner track and getting to meet um, some of the drivers. It's just not what I expected. Like I've been to Silverstone before and I've just seen them on the track whiz by at like the speeds that they're going in the cars and then that's just it, you go home. Whereas, um, yeah, to have to meet, I think in the end, I think there was only four that we didn't actually see uh, that close up. So yeah, it was that was brilliant. I, I just want to add McLaren's results being a McLaren fan was absolutely amazing. Although I think I'll leave it with that otherwise i'll be forever adding to my highlights because the whole weekend was just amazing but mm. yeah greg james and mclaren as a whole i think mine is probably i think greg james is probably up there as well because i just remember like when we walked off me and laura we was just looking at each other and was like no one can see this this is this is an audio only podcast but me and laura was looking at each other with like our mouths wide open and we was just sort of like running on the spot <laughs> and like shaking our hands and was just sort of like oh my god <laughs> like what what has just happened and we was just stood there like we could it was almost like we couldn't believe what, what had just happened because if anyone wondered how our interaction with greg james went i do have a little tidbit for you we will just hold for one second hello this is greg james christian hugill and betty glover and you're watching and enjoying girls across the grid I love Girls Across the Grid. It's my favourite girl and grid-based podcast. I've long said it. We are the favourite girl and grid-based podcast. Woo-hoo. Just saying. I love it. But I think that's one of the reasons why me and Laura just sort of walked off and was like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, not only I just want to add as well, though. Oh, yeah. Like, Greg James went above and beyond. I only asked him, first of all, I'd already asked him for a photo and to sign my hat. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, one more thing. I just asked him, like, can you please shout out Girls Across the Grid? And then he did this whole, like, mini little production thing called over Betty Glover and Christian Hugill as well and, like, made this whole video. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. After we met Greg James. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is correct representation <laughs> of me. 
<laughs> but yeah, that that was that's got to be one of my highlights. But I don't know my other highlight. Do you know what? I did love Sunday. Like I think Sunday, me, Bex, Laura, and Jade was in the crowd. It was Jade's birthday. We'd managed to sort of like position ourselves somewhat near the front, and I don't think I realised how close to the front we were until I watched my videos back. But we'd position ourselves near the front. Me and Jade are big Tom Grennan fans. So me and Jade were stood there. We had a bottle of wine that we'd poured into a plastic Coke bottle and we was jumping up and down. We were singing. We was dancing. We was just vibing. We were swigging wine out of a plastic Coke bottle. And it was just that. I honestly can't even explain to you, like, the serotonin in that moment. Like, we was just, it was just so happy. It was just like pure happiness. There was not a single bad vibe there. Then afterwards, Lando came on the stage and him and Oscar did the shoey. And we was like stood near the front and we was just like, what? So I think that that moment, I think has got to be up there with one of my favourite moments of like the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah Sunday night was really good. Yeah. yeah. I was expecting George to make it into your favourite moment, you know? Yeah, no, but I feel like I'm going to come on to that in a minute. Okay, okay. I mean... Spoilers, sorry. Yeah, actually, that, okay, the, the George moment is up there with one of my faves, obviously. But we'll get on to what happened in my George moment in a second when we talk about what happened on the Thursday, uh, we had inner track and the launch party. So shall we get into that? So the Thursday, I spent my whole Thursday with Laura, Bex and Jade. We just went to the track in the morning. We queued for ages. I just want to shout out to Matt and Tommy. Whoever made you record that intro, do not do it next year. <laughs> because yeah. I don't hear your voices again. <laughs> I was well. I was listening to their podcast, and they said they'd had so many people message them, being like, "All we did was hear you talking through that like, on repeat," and they were like, "Good, good, we enjoyed it." So they had a great time. So yeah, they did come. They did come on the stage. Me and Laura, we went and watched them film, didn't we? A little bit of it, and yeah. came out and said, "I just first of all want to apologise." He said, "We made a loop. We didn't realise it was going to be like that much of a loop." <laughs> He's like, "So I apologise for all of you that have had to listen to me." We we started our Thursday uh, queuing for half hour and just listening to Matt and Tommy on repeat. Love that. We had a bit of a walk around the track, figured out like where we were going, what we were doing. We found like the main stage, grabbed some food. Okay, we'll get onto the food in a bit. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Grab some food. Um, me, Laura, Jade, and Bex, we had in a track for Thursday. So if you've never been to Silverstone, Inner Track is an add-on that you can add on to your tickets. And I mean, it, it does what it does on the tin. You get to the inside of the track. <laughs> but on the inside of the track, you've got the entrance to their support paddock. You've got a couple of hospitality buildings and you've got the entrance to the F1 paddock. You do get some good views as well of the track whilst you're walking around. But the main reason people would buy Inner Track is to get to the paddock entrance like that's not or if you've got paddock club or something but that's it then included in your ticket so we had inner track and we headed over there probably 12 one-ish would you say yeah yeah, yeah, so, so, yeah we stood there for a while and we met the pit lane twins they was lovely we met them just stood having a chat didn't think much of it then k-mag walked out and we were like oh it's k-mag we thought we probably missed all the drivers so we didn't think too much of it and then all of a sudden more drivers started coming out and we managed to get ourselves like on the barrier somewhere we worked out like where would be a good place to stand and like I think Bex mentioned earlier we worked out we either met or saw all but four of the current grid and I think that's amazing I think um, I think at first to see that many 
No, and I think at first it was like we'd see them walk out, and then as the sort of like the time went on, we realised that we were so early that they were all still in there. But people started to leave, and we got closer and closer, basically to like this area where they were seeing that you were there, and they were coming out and they were taking pictures. So I think we saw kind of like K Mag. I think we saw Nick, um, and then, <laughs> um, and then uh, Daniel. I think was quickly after them, but they they kind of like ran off. Max Verstappen as fast off uh, out of the car as he is um, in the car, straight straight to his drive off. Uh, but yeah, like all the Brits apart from Lewis, we managed to see and actually have a chat with. Um, yeah, it was it was crazy to me. It's like seeing them in person. I was like, this is wild. Yeah, and l- let me recap over my pictures. Who we actually got pictures with? Mm. Um, so I got pictures with BRB. Okay, here we go. So we got pictures with George, Lando, Alex, Gunther, Dave from Scarborough. Was it Dave from Scarborough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carlos signs. That's the best. You had his last name on. <laughs> Carlos Sainz. <laughs> Was I saying their surnames? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Let me start again. George Russell, Lando Norris, Alex Albon, Gunther Steiner, Dave from Scarborough, Carlos Sainz, Esteban Ocon, and Fred Vasseur. Interesting one. If you if you're on my private story, you will know. <laughs> yeah. Was that everyone we met? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that was everything for the Thursday. I met a few more the next day. Yeah. Uh, on the Friday, I met Kim Illman, photographer. Love that. Um, Lizzie McIntosh, Martin Brundle, he was so lovely. Anthony, Lewis's dad, and Mattia Benotto, of all people. That's well. so um, random. And then, um, oh, and Zach Brown and Pierre. And then me and Corin later in the week, uh, the weekend on the Sunday met. Matt from Matt and Tommy and obviously Greg and Betty and Christian. Yeah. But as far as Thursdays go, that that was pretty good. Yeah. The, to be fair, I was like, yeah. the first day, well, obviously we camped on the Wednesday night, but first day I was like, how is it going to get better than this? I was just like, I've just met, I've just seen Carlos's hair in real life. I was like, how am I going to top this? <laughs> I went Spanish when I, when we spoke. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We all know by now. My mouth moves and my brain doesn't. Okay, so I had a picture of Carlos and thought I'm going to speak to him in Spanish. <laughs> I was like, I don't even talk Spanish. I've got like the most common English accent you can you've probably ever heard, right? And I just turned around to him and it probably kept, I probably butchered it. I probably said like gracias or something like that. But I just turned around to him and was like, oh. Bless yes. <laughs> I'm thinking like, what is wrong with me? I think it was when he was walking away, you shouted, Vamos! Like... <laughs> yeah. He walked off and I went, Vamos! <laughs> he stuck his thumb up and I was just like, why am I like this? For why? And then I like, I honestly was, you, do you know, like, I'm going to say it again, your mouth moves and your brain doesn't. Then when we met George, I was like, I'm going to get him to sign my arm why then I said I'm gonna get it tattooed I mean it rubbed off I have still got pictures of it so I am gonna get it tattooed but I need to make sure there's a really good tattoo artist I'm gonna ask my artist to do it for me because I would rather that than get it rushed and go to someone's scabby and end up with an infection mm-hmm. so there you go we'll be getting it done thank you but I need to wait for my tattoo artist and there is a wait list because she's bloody good so there you go but yeah so I asked George Russell to sign my arm uh, which was impulsive. I hadn't planned it. I, it just came out, and then he did it. He loved it. He loved it. Hasn't it. heard the 
the little clip can we can we play oh, George's yeah, yeah. reaction to you asking reaction, him to sign your arm so this is George Russell okay wait for it it's just it's loading you're arm. <laughs> you're arm. But he loved it. That was his rock star moment. And I'm glad I gave him his five minutes of rock star because I doubt that he gets that much off. Sorry, I'm insulting George here. I doubt he gets that much often else. I am so excited he for did sound very as well. surprised. They were filming, and I can't. I'm really hoping that you make it in, and your arm makes it in as well, because it was. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize they were filming until I watched it back, and I had one of them like yeah. fluffy things on a stick above my head. I hope they missed the bit of because it's it's not caught on that video. But I'm like, make sure it's neat in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that that doesn't make it in. But yeah, I hope that does make it in. <laughs> <laughs> it was neat. Confirmation. It was well, was it? You couldn't even tell what it was. It just looked like he'd drawn a few circles. I should have got him to write like sixty-three or something. Like was... when he did it, my immediate reaction was, "It's massive." You know, when you said yeah. you were going to get a tattoo, I was like, "You could have done it a bit smaller, George." Like it was like your whole forearm. Yeah, I think I might get like my tattoo artist to shrink it down a little bit. Yeah. Mm. but yeah so that was thursday we ended up we we stayed there and then we walked back the walk from inner track to the paddock by the way is long mm. I'm, I'm just gonna walk yeah, i wasn't expecting it to be so long yeah it was long but so that was it um and then we went to the launch party uh the launch party we did miss some of it we did see it on the screen because they had a screen where they were playing it from like inner track but um we got back to the launch party just as calvin harris came on and the vibes at calvin harris they were immaculate vibes me and bex we went and got an appy spritz from the appy spritz fan love that and then yeah the vibes at this launch party they were great i think the launch party was a great idea yeah it was Having... really good i was surprised at the amount of people that were there though like when we were coming over the bridge from inner track and we saw how many people were already there i was like really surprised yeah, I don't think they limited the numbers as much as they said they was going to because then they were just yeah. like giving away chrome circle wristbands as well. Like a couple of girls in our group just literally had chrome circle wristbands handed to them. It felt like the um, 480,000 people that attended the weekend were just there all at once. Yeah, I was going to say, having been before, I was like the Friday. So we went there the Thursday last year. We were there the Friday. The Friday was quite quiet. Like everyone was sort of coming and arriving. Whereas this year it yeah. felt it felt full on from the Thursday. Like it felt busy every single day, which to be honest, I didn't actually mind because I was a bit worried about how busy it was going to be. But there's, it's so big and there's so much space and there's so much going on that there was never a point where I was like, whoa, this is too many people. Yeah, it didn't feel too overcrowded. There was a yeah. lot of people everywhere, but I didn't yeah. really feel like there was too many people around me at like any one time. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so obviously we had the launch party on the Thursday, but there was like entertainment every single day as well. So obviously we had Calvin Harris on the Thursday. We've already said that the vibes were immaculate. The apparel spritzes were strong mm. um, and massive. They they were in like pint, yeah. plastic pint cups, like, okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the rest of the week. So we had Friday, we had Jack's Jones. So it was just me, Jade and Becca that went to Jack's Jones. But I love that. Jack's Jones is a vibe. I've seen him more than once and he's just so good. Like he always, he knows how to engage a crowd. 
but it was great. We was dancing. I don't remember if I had drinks or not on that day, but we was dancing. It was vibey. And they had these giant white plastic balls in like, oh. that was yeah, they were like flying over the crowd. My life, as Corin said, the vibes, his song choices, I felt like were really good for the occasion. Um, and like the big plastic, like beach ball things, like, yeah, and obviously lots of chanting, especially for UK. Um, yeah, it was like the perfect first night for me to kind of get it all going. Yeah, so we was like, um, like the vibes was good. He engaged the crowd and yeah, I had a great time, but also feared for my life at the same time. So a combination of the two. And then we went to the Mahiki on the Friday, which I think was good, actually. Like, I, the Mahiki, I think, was better on the Friday than it was the Sunday, but there was a bit more, a few more people in there, and Sigala was there, so obviously people know who Sigala is. And um, we'll get on to Mahiki in a bit. And then Saturday, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the Black Eyed Peas Saturday. And I can't even lie to you, I was really looking forward to it. Me yeah. too. Like, my yeah, mom yeah. was like, get so many videos, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I was like, that That was not on my bucket list. Seeing the Black Eyed Peas in concert was not on my bucket list for ever in my life. But I was glad that it was going to happen. And then it happened. Some of the girls had that we were camping with were quite close to the stage and they had a good time. And it yeah. did look like the closer you were, like the better it was. But we were quite far we was only we was in the middle. We was in the middle on the Thursday. We was we was right near the back where the food stalls were on the Thursday, and you could still hear it perfectly. We was in the middle, yeah, and you could basically hear the bass, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah you couldn't hear like their mics were too low. Yeah, and like it got to the point they were singing "Pump It," and we was all just screaming louder because. <laughs> they need to turn it louder and I mean it got to a point where people you couldn't hear it like there was no vibes but it was so not vibey that it became vibey because I'll, I'll quote Bex on the night is this a concert or is this just a group of people collectively chanting Yuki Sonoda honestly one of my favorite parts of the whole, whole weekend was just like the crowds were insane, like for Yuki, and then obviously on Oscar, uh, for Oscar and Lando on Sunday. But yeah, at that moment, I was like, I'm loving this. I was like, I might not be able to hear Black Eyed Peas, but I feel like a part of a collective here that are just yeah, because no one could hear them. So like every couple of minutes, someone would just start chanting, "Oh, Yuki Sonoda." <laughs> And then, like, the whole crowd would just do it at the same time, and it got to the point where Will I Am actually was like. What are you all chanting? <laughs> and then we all just started chanting Yuki Sonoda, and so did Will I Am. <laughs> but I love that bit when he joined in. Yeah, yeah. I just think the Black Eyed Peas was it was so bad it was good. Like you had yeah. a time yeah. because it was so bad. And he also he went live on his Instagram at one point, so I had that up on my phone. <laughs> that was quite weird seeing him performing and then having it on my phone at the same time. Yeah. I don't think either he didn't do it or we didn't hear it, but I also was expecting him to do his song. Is it This Is The Formula? I was expecting that to come on at some point. He, this is the he formula. kind of did. He didn't perform it, but he I think he used it to merge two songs. Like he used the beat or something like between them. That was quite like early on. But yeah, no, I was expecting him to perform like the actual song, but I don't think he did. I mean, I did love that he finished with Where Is The Love Though. That, yeah. everyone yeah. sung, you knew that was going on. Loved that. 
But that was the Saturday anyway. And then the Sunday, like I said, this was one of my favourite moments. Tom Grennan, what a man. He was so good. Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, Amazing at singing, obviously, but he was really good, like, with the crowd too. I hadn't seen him live before and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, he is, but I've seen him a few times. He just happens to pop up at whatever festival I'm at, including Silverstone. And I've seen him on his own tour before as well. Because he, he performed in Margate, weirdly enough. And I was like, oh, Margate, that's near me. Turns out it's easier for me to get to London than it is for me to get to Margate. But, you know, we move. But I went and saw him in Margate. But yeah, I think he was so good. He's such a good performer. And his songs, like, they're, they're songs that you know. Like, I don't think you could say you probably yeah. didn't know his songs. I mean, they do bring out their big white bouncy balls again, though. And Jade has just got a video of when the balls come out. And I'm stood next to her, obviously. And in this video, I just yell, oh, my God, Jade! <laughs> in this video. <laughs> well, I love that. And I think Tom Grennan, it was just, it, I think he was he was perfect to close the weekend, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good choice. Yeah. And then we went to Mahiki. What did you guys think of Mahiki on the Sunday? Um, I was it, I'm not quite. So me and Bex actually were lucky enough to get some free tickets. Yeah. Off of mm-hmm. people. Because they were those were some of the ones that they were just randomly giving away. So we managed to get some. And I'm not going to lie, if I had of... If I'd have paid 80 quid to get in, I would not have been happy. It was quieter than I expected. Like, yeah. but it kind of makes sense. I think people left. Like, people don't stick around. I'm more, like, I expected people to just be up for, like, a real, like, a party after the race on Sunday, but a lot of people leave. So, actually, what you find is, like, it's quite quiet. So, yeah, it did feel quieter than I expected. It was busier when we went yeah. on Friday. Yeah, because, like, when we went on the Friday, most of the tables out the front was full up. But there was, like, two or three with people on, and that was it. I mean, unless I got free tickets, I don't think I'd pay for it again. I love yeah. the idea of it, though, and I do see why people do go. But it did seem like most people in there probably got their tickets for free because they were all VIPs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, realistically, I don't think there's many people in there that I thought, you've definitely paid for this. <laughs> yeah. I think, as well, it's, diff- it's different because where we stay, I don't know if we're going to talk about our camping and stuff, but <laughs> I think at other campsites, they actually had stages and performances on there. So I wonder if, like, part of it is, like, that would be part of your camping experience. Is that the better way to go, like, to have it as part of your camping and you go back and you have your party in your tent? Yeah. Um, rather than uh, rather than at the track, but yeah. But I think as well, like after you come from main stage, like it's enough of a like I don't know, like a party vibe or festivals or whatever that you don't really need to go. Although the Mahiki is more like a club than festival yeah. vibes, but you can sort of get enough from main stage without having to go and pay extra and go to the party. Yeah. I, the only thing I would say, Sunday ended a little bit earlier, so I was a bit like. To, I, I was almost like you're ready for to yeah. hang out a little bit longer whereas like yeah I agreed on Saturday and I think Friday it was a bit later and um, they stay on a bit later whereas yeah on Sunday I don't know what's yeah, it ended with Lando and Oscar the, yeah that'll probably be the only good thing about the Sunday is that like you said like I think when when we were sat outside before we went to the Mahiki thing these people came over and was like oh we're closing this area I wasn't ready to go back and just like go to bed so that was one thing because I think does it close at like 1 or 2 a.m or something like that so that's one good thing but I don't know I think because it wasn't as busy it wasn't like as good yeah okay so we did touch in the last bit a little bit about the camping but we just thought we all camped together so we thought it might help you guys if we just talk a little bit about our experience at our campsite um whether we'd recommend it so you can think of it as an option for next year if you're considering going so we stayed at west end paddocks it was about i mean probably about a half hour walk i would have said i don't know would you agree 
I would say yes when they directed you the way I think you went a couple of times because I think they've got two routes. Either you go straight to the track, but they were directing people away from that because of the traffic, um, and then you basically had to walk around the outside. So, yeah, I would say probably that if you're sticking to the route. Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll say it's between half hour and an hour. Depends what way they send you. Depends how many people there are around. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too bad. I mean... It did tire us out, but I'm not going to lie. I think we ended up at the concerts or an after party basically every night. So we wasn't sleeping a lot. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. The walk back at night was pretty much, it was fairly well lit, I think, until you got close to the campsite. But if you're in a group, it doesn't matter. The campsite, I found the campsite incredibly clean. I don't know if if it's just that I've been to dirty festivals before, before this point, but I found the campsite was incredibly clean. Yeah, I agree. It was. Yeah. I was quite impressed, actually. I've not really been to a festival before. I know this wasn't technically a festival, but I hadn't been camping in like that sort of setting, so I didn't really know what to expect. But I was quite surprised with like the showers as well, because we'd been emailing before to try and get some more information, and they said, oh, the showers are mixed, and I was like, oh, my God, that does not sound fun. But it was really good. They were um, little cubicles. You had like a little changing area and then the shower in the back, and I was quite impressed, to be fair. Yeah, I think the showers were a lot better than I was expecting because I as well freaked out when they said they were unisex. But for context, it was basically like the back of a lorry with lots of cubicles. And then you go in a cubicle and you have a changing area and somewhere for your stuff and then the shower. So you could keep your stuff dry. You could change. There was enough room for you to get changed and everything in this shower cubicle without having to move around rooms. You know, you shut yourself in there do your shower and everything else that you do in the shower and then get dressed and you're done. You don't have to worry about walking around the campsite yeah. with the towel wrapped around you, hoping that it doesn't fall down in your flash, everyone. Well, I was going to say, you say that. I did see two <laughs> bare asses. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. They came out in their towel and their towel just dropped. Well, I did see someone queuing for the shower one day, a bloke in just his boxers, and I was a bit like, okay, hun, you do you. I mean, you know, you see men in swimming trunks on holiday, but your underwear's a different story. It's probably got skiddies in the back of it. So that's disgusting, but he's a man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that, and the toilets were port okay. Yeah. And port are not nice. <laughs> but there's not no world where anyone would be like, yeah, that was really nice port But I think the campsite did a really good job at keeping them clean. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was yeah. gonna say, as far as Portaloos go, yeah, they were okay. I didn't ever go in and be like, roll a lot "This is well. disgusting." I'm gonna come back later. They did yeah. not have a toilet attendant that was going in there and cleaning it with a bog brush every time someone went. So you know you're gonna get no. people are some people are filth. I mean, it's just how it is, you know. Yeah. But they put air fresheners. There was constantly like air fresheners in there. Yeah. It was always yeah, really cool. roll. And I think every half hour they went in there with hoses and just hosed it all down. Yeah. So, yeah, I was quite impressed. Like they were on top of the cleaning. Yeah. Just in general, I feel like the staff presence was really good there. Like there was a little reception tent. There was always someone in there. Like one night, my mahiki wristband was so tight. I was like, "Can you please help me get it off?" And like one of the kids that was there was like helping me hack it off with a knife. But like I think it was reassuring as girls going as well that there was like a staff presence. There was like a tent for like food. There was a charging thing. I think it was a lot more organised than I'd have thought because I've been to festivals and you felt really like overcrowded almost camping like field and it felt like there was the right kind of resources for the amount of people that were there yeah no i agree and so basically 
I'd recommend it for someone who wants a quiet campsite. Mm. I think yeah. the time it was noisy was they had music on the Saturday night, I think it was. Yeah. They had music and I think even we got back from Black Eyed Peas and it was still going on. But yeah. I would rec- I would recommend it. Like for someone who wants a quiet well, campsite, I would recommend. Do you know what I did forget to mention? Charles Leclerc almost run me and Bex over with his car. I was going to say, he's a claim to fame. Yeah, we was walking back. Was it for the Black Eyed Peas? It was on the Saturday. Yeah. So yes. I yeah, I a few drinks that day because I was a tiny bit tipsy, I think. And we was like walking, we was having a slow walk. And then we just sort of like was crossing, I think it was like the A43, and there was a Ferrari coming towards me. And I thought, oh my God. It's Carlos, because it looked like the car that Carlos had that we'd seen it in a track. So I just stopped in the middle of the road, looked at this car and was like, it's Carlos. And then it carried on driving towards me. And I thought, shit, I need to move. <laughs> so, I, so I just went and stood in the next lane. <laughs> and then it carried on driving past. And I looked in the window and Charles was in there. And I was like, Charles Leclerc just almost hit me with his car. <laughs> <laughs> like mean girls where they're like one time she almost hit me with her car it was awesome that was me with charles leclerc and i went back and i just, i think i woke everyone up because i'm like guys charles just almost hit me with his car because me and bex just decided it would be a good idea to stand in the road yeah. while there was a ferrari speeding towards us i think it was also really exciting because it's the first time we've seen him all weekend because he didn't, we yeah. didn't see him in a track and it was like oh my god it's charles like that far away from us like yeah on a similar look nuts i mean um, i really hope his car didn't get mobbed because we shouted it and there was a group of people behind us and i mean i shouted that loud yeah. to be honest but yeah so me and bex almost got run over by charles that's our claim to fame so let's talk about our experience there in terms of like the race, um, what was on and stuff like that. So I think we saw most of F3, F2. We saw, I saw all of F1. I made sure like I was not missing a second of that. So I was there for all of F1, FP1, FP2, FP3, Quali and the race. I saw it all from my seat. I'm not going to lie, like I did fall asleep in my camping chair at one point, but it was an intense weekend. So, <laughs> But yeah, so... I'll talk about like what us girls had. So me, Laura, Becca, and a bunch of other GATG girls, we had GA plus at Luffield Complex. And I wasn't really sure what to expect from GA plus because, I mean, I've never been before. <laughs> of course, I didn't know what to expect. But it obviously, it wasn't general admission. It was general admission plus. So we're thinking like, oh, like, what does this mean? So we did go along and check it out. And basically, you just have like an enclosure um that you take your camping chairs to and it's like a guaranteed area for you so you don't have the f- you you do have a little bit of the fight of general emission but you don't have as much of a fight so i found it pretty good and ga plus luffield complex i thought was it was such a good spot we saw so much we saw max overtake lando which was heartbreaking but sorry bex yeah. but we saw it <laughs> we did it was a good spot i had woodcock 80 grandstand last year and i'm not gonna lie i probably preferred that view because you could just see a little bit more than the corner but it was it was really good yeah and i think so the ga plus experience i i think it was good because i don't think you had to get up as early as you would do if you were ga but you still did have to get up early on race day i think we got to the track at about half seven eight and we managed to get in the second row and just about managed to get all our chairs together 
quality day wasn't it wasn't as bad I don't think and um, we managed to get we sat right at the front for quality um so it wasn't as bad we got there a little bit later but I think it's good um but yeah I think next year I would go for a grandstand I agree yeah. and because I it rained felt like close to the track as in like if you've got a grandstand like if you were at Luffield on the grandstand you'd be behind the GA plus section kind of thing but obviously that's not the case for throughout the track but um i think to save like the lugging the camp chair around because by the time you go to like the concerts we were like oh we want to get rid of these chairs um i think i'd definitely like to get the grandstand next yeah year. and i just do you know what i think from like an enjoyment point of view we obviously went to the parties and the concerts most nights and it just sort of took it out of us but if you've got a grandstand you don't need to get there early like if you don't want to, you get there and you've got your seat. You don't need to fight for a space. You can get up. You can go for a walk if you want. You know, and I think that's because we always had to make sure. Like when me and Laura went and saw Greg James, we had to make sure that someone was staying in our spot with all our chairs. We couldn't just walk off and leave our chairs and our stuff. I mean, I ended up having to leave my chair because it broke anyway. R.I.P. Chair. But um, yeah, it was. It was good, and I think it's a really good budget option if you want a guaranteed spot. And But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a grandstand next year. Me and a couple of the other girls had these little, like, compact chairs, and they were so good. They were basically, like, um, I don't really know how to describe it. Like, you know, like, tent poles, and they're, like, on the string, and you just sort of clip them together. That's how, like, the body was. And then you had, like, the fabric bit separate, so you have to just, like, build the body bit up and then put the fabric on, and then you've got a chair. But, like it went into this little bag and that fit in my backpack, which meant that I only had the backpack on my back and that could then fit, like even with that chair inside, I could still fit my hats and like water and snacks and like an umbrella and stuff. So that was really good. But um, yeah, no, grandstand is better because you don't have to, and if you get a covered um, grandstand, you don't have to worry about the sun or the rain as much. Yeah. I, and then, I, like you said, on the Sunday, you've got your seat, you can get up, get get there whatever time and then go and get food whenever you want and you've got your your space yeah I was gonna say I had grandstand for the weekend and it was one of the good things about Soulsense I don't think they do it everywhere else is they do a roving grandstand so you can sit wherever you want on the Friday and Saturday in terms of the different yeah. stands so you could go like last year I watched Quali from Cops this year I watched Quali from Club so I made sure to sit somewhere that I wasn't going to watch the race so I watched I actually watched the race from Hamilton Strait which I think it depends what you're after because basically you get to see the start and the finish, which is amazing. But other than that, it's kind of just like, and then gone. Like you don't get to see like the corner. You don't get to see any of the overtakes. So I think I'd probably sit somewhere different um, next year, but I 100% would do grandstand. And I know it's more expensive, but yeah, I think there's just so much to see at Silverstone and all the different races. I do feel like it's worth it. Shall we talk about, you say there's so much to see at Silverstone. One of the most vibey moments of the weekend for me was when the sweeper trucks came round. <laughs> I thought you were going to say when Lando took the lead then. <laughs> <laughs> when, the, when the, like, the sweeper trucks came round. And because I think you had, like, the paddock club, like, just before it, and they got booed. And they got booed. Like, I think that's so sad. And, like, again, it's, it's like a British thing. It's panto humour, as yeah, yeah. we call it. But... I was cheering for them. I had a little foam 
it was like a foam finger in the shape of a car. So it was a foam car, but like it's, well, I don't want to call it a foam finger because it wasn't a hand. It's like a foam finger, but car shaped. Anyway, that's, that's a complete other thing. Um, so I was like waving my foam car in the air, like, woohoo, yay, guys, you have money. Um, and everyone else is booing. But then when the sweeper trucks came round just after the paddock club members, everyone cheered, everyone went mad. And I loved that because they was loving it. They was beeping their horns, waving out their windows. And I just loved that. I thought that was that was so vibey. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice. It was just like uplifting as well. Just nice. Yeah. I was yeah, I was gonna say I think um, I found that sitting in so I sat in Hamilton Straight B, I think it was nice, but I definitely feel like there was more going on in some of the other enclosures. Like the vibe was people there to take almost like videos of the start and the finish and the pits rather than actually, you know, cheering. I, a, a girl actually messaged me because I said that I sat there and she was like, oh, your stand was the only stand that didn't do the Mexican wave. And I was like, yeah, not shocked. But yeah, I think I definitely recommend sitting somewhere else unless you want to see the start and the finish. We did a few Mexican ones, I think. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that atmosphere helped because I was like looking at the races throughout the day and thinking like, oh, there's big gap here and I probably won't want to go over to the stage. But like, is it going to be boring? What do I need to have a nap? But like, if it wasn't the sweeper trucks, it was a Mexican wave or like there was always something going on. And I feel like this, like I want to do European races here, but I feel like you can't beat like the Brits will find humour or like entertainment in anything. And yeah. I thought that was a really nice touch sort of thing. This is yeah. one of the I said about Silverstone is that it just felt so British being there. Mm -hmm. Like the humour, the chanting, the the chanting Yuki Sonoda at Black Eyed Peas. Where else in the world is something like that going to happen? Yeah. Be it not That's Silverstone. So, <laughs> like, if you weren't obviously here, like, it, no matter who you supported, everyone had a little something like there for him hoping that he'd kind of do well out of it um on the sunday yeah oh, yeah 100%. i think we had a good mixture of fans in our group and everyone was like in the morning we were all like oh my god if, if lando gets a win i think we're like just all gonna cry yeah because <laughs> that would just be so special and in his home race as well and we'd be able to see it in person and oh. and it would have been but to be fair he's my favorite driver as well so i think i would have like gone mental it would have been good because Carlos got his first win last year and Lando gets his first win this year. I Orlando know. Five, but yeah, it was, to be fair, even like I, uh, there was quite a lot of Red Bull fans where I was sat like sporadically and everyone wanted Lando um, to get the win. Not that they didn't want Max to do well, but it was just kind of like, I don't know, we've, we've seen it a few times this year. So it was like, come on, Lando, Yeah, he, he just had like, everyone was rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. Including my mum now, apparently. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> your newest fan lander i just want to give a special shout out before we finish to the yorkie pud stand i had heard about this from the gatg chats like before i went and i think it was the thursday it was our first day on track and me and bex was like yeah that's that's what we want we're going to get that um so it's massive shout out to the Yorkie Pud stand um I love that that was 10 out of 10 probably the best food I had all weekend I mean I love the pizza that we got in Mahiki on Sunday night but I think I might have been a bit drunk which is why that was good but um I got pepperoni I don't even eat pepperoni what is up with that anyway <laughs> so the Yorkie Pud stand 10 out of 10 yeah I would agree and I don't eat meat and they had vegetarian sausages yeah and like, it was 
you you got it was so just for context for everyone so they can imagine this it was a gigantic square rectangular shaped yorkshire pudding and you could have what you wanted in it so you'd have like chips or mash so i had chips because i fancied chips that day i wish i'd got mash though because the mash looked banging um so you get chips then i think you can have like there's different types of ones you can have so i had like pulled pork bex had vegetarian sausages i think they were corn sausages weren't they and i mean i wish i'd have got that i love corn sausages they are the best um and then they did like a full one where you could get like sausages pork crackling and stuff and then you get like your potato which is like mash or chips stuff in mushy peas but you can have it without mushy peas they are not a they are not a vibe not for me so i had it without um and then they just put like lashings of gravy over the top i mean stunning you would not get that at any other racetrack i'm just it's all i ate it's all i ate that thursday and it genuinely kept me going when we we were submitting to the drivers i was like i'm fueled with yorkshire pudding power here oh i had a waffle as well that was good but yes shout out to the yorkie pud stand that was all i had to say thanks guys for tuning in thank you to laura becca and bex for being with us this week um we have recovered silverstone for you we hope we've given you significant fomo so that you're going to come with us next year because i'm definitely going to be there next year i mean listen to listen back think about how i've gassed about my whole weekend like of course i'm going to be there but thank you for listening thank you for tuning in we will be back soon have a lovely rest of your day evening week weekend whenever you're listening to us follow us on instagram twitter all of that instagram and tiktok is at girls across grid twitter is at g-a-t-g underscore f1 give us a like give us five stars share us with your friends all of that stuff that people usually tell you to do just go and do that um and we will see you next time goodbye